What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. Physicist Erwin Schrodinger was one of the founders of quantum mechanics. And as impressive as that is, to his utter dismay, he is most famous for creating a thought experiment now known as Schrodinger's cat. And it goes like this. If you put a cat in a sealed box with a device that has a 50% chance of killing the cat in the next hour, what will the state of the cat be when the time is up? The answer should be black or white, true or false, either or, dead or alive. And yet, Schrodinger draws parallels to quantum theory by showing that until the box is opened, both realities are equally possible and therefore equally true. The absurd mind fuckery of that thought is the very reason Schrodinger quit quantum mechanics. I have an idea. No, we are not trying this experiment on Willow. We're trying this on the cat. No. Come here, Willow. <laughs> Stay back, Willow. I have a thought experiment for you. Stay back. <laughs> I think she'll be fine. There's a 50% chance that she survives. <laughs> yeah, there's a 100% chance she survives because that's a no. <laughs> All right. So you want to tell us about Schrodinger's cat? Well, um, it's it's an interesting thought experiment. Because I didn't know about this one until you brought it up. Absolutely. So, I, so yeah. So, I'm a student of philosophy. Didn't think there was any philosophy Sarah could teach me about, but apparently, yeah, no, you know. I did not know about Schrodinger's cat. Let's not lie to the people. Now, I taught you most of this shit. Okay, I'm, now I'm, you're <laughs> fucking exaggerating. You didn't teach me much, but okay. Uh, uh, behind every great man, what is there? A great man. <laughs> a great woman propping him up. <laughs> okay. All right. Tell, tell us about uh, Schrodinger's cat. So Schrodinger's cat is, is such a cool thought experiment because it really is this idea that um, until you have opened the box, both realities are true. The cat is equally possible that is alive or dead at the same time. So Both you can't say one is true more than the other. People can believe like, oh, I think it's dead. Oh, I think it's alive. But you're just thinking. You don't know. And so because both realities have equal probability, you you can't really... It, the line of probability has been blurred now. So what I learned from the start experiment is a confirmation for the fact that Human minds cannot deal with probability because even the probability of the cat being both alive and dead is what drove the guy who created the thought experiment crazy. He couldn't handle the fact that two things could be true. Well, he was he was using it to kind of show the absurdity of uh, the idea that um, these particles could be in two places at the same time or two realities could be true and trust me I do not understand quantum mechanics enough to go into the theories and sciences about yeah, we how stick they into the philosophical be. perspective yeah. of this conversation um, I, I am I'm smart I'm not that smart <laughs> but we're not Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> so I think it's it's 
cool to just focus on the philosophical aspect of this and the philosophy of this. He, he was using it as an idea to show how absurd the idea was. And yet it was proven to be true in the, in the quantum world, um, and, or believed to be true through certain experiments that they did that, that two things could be true at the same time. You know, this reminds me of a show that we watched 10 years ago, uh, the What the Fuck Do We Know? Yeah, It was yeah, a documentary. Yeah. They on, actually talk about because it it's a lot of uh, yeah, quantum, it was quantum mechanics. mechanics and- quantum physics, where there are infinite possibilities to the way you live your life, uh-huh. right? Like, you can make the decisions you make today affect your future. There's the opportunity cost of the future you forego based on the decision you chose to make mm-hmm. today. And there's like a billion infinite options to how your yeah. life could go. But until you make the decision to go one way, those possibilities are all happening simultaneously. Yeah. And that drives people crazy because yes. the human mind, want people want answers. They want, tell me what I need to do and what I need to figure out in my life. Point me in the right direction that I need to go. Mm-hmm. Don't be giving me all these options. Right, yeah. Right? Even in business, we found out that consumers don't want more choices. They just want to be confident in the choices that they make. We want to know with certainty that we went in and we picked the best milk, the best cereal. I got cereal. the best deal, yeah. yes. Um, I don't want options of 50 million cereals. I want to know that I picked the best one. So mm-hmm. solve that by just giving people one option and telling them that's the best. <laughs> that's, the best. that's where Tesla got this shit figured out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Henry Ford yeah, got figured I mean, out. Even they came up with options now. They got their truck. It's still like, they it's still like five models, okay? <laughs> At the end of the day, it's five models. Ain't no like C-class, E-class, S-class. And then the, the S-class got S550, S560. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of here. I do think, I mean, do you know how fucking much you, your mind has to be fucked with for someone who founded a thought idea? To then quit the thing that he founded? It drove him crazy. Like, that, that he went and switched to biology because he needed hard facts. Yes and no. Black and white again. Is it a cat or not? Uh, yeah, is it dead or alive? <laughs> <Is> it dead? <laughs> and and I, I thought that was really a kind of a crazy thing that just the philosophy, the, the perception that anything is possible... Or multiple things are possible at, at the, the same, same time. time. The infinite ramifications of that thought idea is... Is, is existential. Yes. Um, and I think that's why so many people rely on faith and then they use faith to prove faith. This is why religion is huge. Mm-hmm. The afterlife, the concept of what happens the to you when you die. and the infinite possibilities of what happens after this or how many, the infinite ways that we could die every time we walk out of our door is crazy. When you start thinking of all the possible ramifications, that like shit would drive you the could most be rational cooking dinner insane. and slice your finger, get an infection and die. You could walk out and cross the road. Like I've actually stood. So this fucked with me for a while. We oh, lived yeah, in uh, Long Beach. Yeah, I love that you looked at me and knew exactly where I, I was going. Yeah. Uh, we lived in this apartment in Long Beach, and I walked everywhere. And we had this one corner right outside of our apartment building. And so, since it was right across, it was the main crosswalk. I stood there all the time, 
waiting for the light to turn so I could walk across. And one day I was actually about to leave and go to the gym and I heard this loud crash. And I look outside and this car has just been rammed into that pole where I always stand. And it's, You're watching it's this completely in real wrapped time. around it. Yeah, this happened like basically right in front of me. And I was literally about to leave my house to go down there and walk Five across the Five minutes earlier, you may have been the one yeah. wrapped around that pole. Yep. And it, it's crazy that when you start thinking of all the infinite <laughs> possibilities. I remember one time I was driving on the roads of Idaho and there was um, a, a rock slide and this huge pile of rocks fell down from the mountain and landed on the road right in front of me, like literally like five feet in front of me. Huge pile of rocks. Five seconds faster, I was speeding a little bit more. I would have been crushed underneath that rock. There goes, that your, life. There goes, that my goes life. your life. And it, this, these are the infinite possibilities of the ways we can lose our life. And those are just the ones that I happen to recognize. Do you know how many infinite possibilities there are to your own mortality? So this is why perception is a bitch. Because people are constantly needing interpretation. Mm-hmm. People need Certainty. absolutes. They need, they need certainties. Even in business, teams need structure. They can't deal in that weird, vague, vague, like possible, probable, right. maybe. Yeah, pro- it's the reason why even. Sorta. And uh, I was listening to a podcast by uh-huh. Scott Galloway, and, and what I'm trying to do is just show the many ways this translates. Uh-huh. He was saying that oftentimes, um, two years into when a new company has been founded, what you see is a bunch of people getting fired and a bunch of new people being brought in because the guys who found the company deal in this vague, absolute, weird, on you know, chaotic world, but you know that's not what the business needs to scale. Yeah. You need the guys with the definite systems, mm-hmm. the tried and true processes that come in and scale the business moving forward. Yeah. So you got a mass exodus, all the uh, creative thinkers, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the ones who yeah. took the risk mm-hmm. and bring in the ones who like, okay, we're going this direction. Yeah. I mean, bring in systems. That absolutely Guys makes like sense. Me. <laughs> because people who are get stuck too much in the creative process, we see this a lot on Shark Tank. We're huge Shark Tank buffs. And you'll see those people in, in uh, Mark Cuban and then we'll say you're drowning in opportunity. Because they have so many ideas. Infinite possibilities. Uh, there was one we were watching, I think it was last week. There was a spoiler alert if you haven't caught up on the new season. It's every Tank. Saturday night. Uh, but I think it's actually Friday. We watch it Saturday because we're on Hulu. Okay. So, so it's on, on my TV. It comes out Saturday. on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, they have this cake pop stand idea. And where like the center shoots up and has a gift. And they have this great product, amazing product, but then now they start talking about baking the cakes and and catering the gifts. And they're like, you're drowning in opportunity because you're so like, they wanted to go all into possibilities retail. They are wanted- reality. And, and when everything's of, possible, nothing's, nothing's possible. possible. Yeah, you need to kind of narrow it down sometimes. Um, and, and people have a problem with that. They, they have a problem with focusing on yeah. on one reality and, and it's a skill set so mm-hmm. the people who are able or sometimes who start the business are not the ones who are able to scale it it's mm-hmm. two different skill sets and even companies like tesla you're going to they're hiring aggressively right now as they're planning to ramp up production and you know what they're hiring more of hmm. motherfuckers 
who know how to scale. Yeah. Motherfuckers who go, the world is black and white. <laughs> I'm not, I may be speaking about a certain person. <laughs> They're hiring motherfuckers who look at the sky and go, it's red. Follow me. <laughs> the, <laughs> all the all the entrepreneurs, the creative thinkers, the, uh, the, the Steve Jobs motherfuckers, you know. There's some subcontext here <laughs> about who he's talking about that Tesla may or may not have hired. If you want to make any inferences it's up to you hey, your deductive reasoning you figure it out but i'm who, just saying who when, is he egotistically when speaking tesla of, trying to so get amazing. to the next level you know <laughs> certain people certain, certain people need to be brought in at this point okay oh, i'm just saying but going back to schrodinger and the reference to yeah. religion, because I, I think that's an important point, because we talked about this that's, in the book. It's a, it's a really great parallel to this, because it's it's such a faith concept. And until you die and uh, meet your proverbial maker, no one actually knows. No one, like, no one knows if the cat's alive or dead. No one knows if God exists or not. We all have a belief about that idea. Just like everyone can have a belief about whether the cat's alive or dead or not. I know the cat's eating out of her bowl right now and you're looking at it like you wish she was. That cat's spoiled, by the way. <laughs> That's the only cat I know. She I'm has not a even... favorite brand of food. She got a favorite brand. I, I'm not even going to go into it. I'm not even gonna... She eats at a certain time. She, she's... Yeah. She, she looks a certain way. We tried buying a different brand. She's like, get this, get this shit away from me. I'm like, you. I want this shit. This is why I don't want kids. I'm afraid that my kids will be privileged and be so far removed from the reality yeah. that I lived growing up in the streets of Africa. I think that would drive me existential, just knowing how privileged they yeah. are. And it wouldn't be through any fault of their own, right? Like, they're just no. circumstantially privileged. I mean, it, this is funny because it actually reminds me. So the other night, uh, you and I went out to get quesadillas. And... Uh, at, at the place where we always get our quesadillas, shout out Cyclone and Nias. That's our that's our jam. Yeah, we're about um, to not have it anymore. Where we're going, I know. <laughs> we're moving. Um, There's but, no cyclone where we're I going. Know. But I actually found in the in the parking lot, I found this stray kitten, and I kept trying to One to rescue her. Like she's cute little scraggly little kitty, evil cat. <laughs> <laughs> Black evil Black cat. cat. So he thought it was evil. <laughs> I stayed away. I fucked that shit. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, I, for one, you know, again, showing how spoiled our cat is, I, I fed her a few of the pieces of meat from our quesadilla. I know our cat would not have would touched not that shit. Would not eat. like, oh, this like, is you not try filet to feed her Yeah, yeah. Anything but her favorite try cat to give, yeah, Try to give her chicken. Just, no. oh, <laughs> get this shit away from me. Um, so yeah, this cat like snatched it up. Um, but I, I wasn't able to, to rescue the cat. I couldn't get her to, to get close enough so that I got, got her to eat some food, which I'm happy about. At least she got something in her belly, but, um, I couldn't get close enough to actually scoop her up and, and get her somewhere safe and warm. Um, and, and it really bothered me and the whole night. I, it kept bothering me because I kept thinking, she could get run over. There were cars speeding through that parking lot. Um, you know, she's not going to have food. Who's going to look out for her? So in, in my mind, she's equal parts alive and dead. Like I have, n I will never know what, what the, the fate, fate of, of that, that cat, cat and was. That's, that's going to drive you crazy. Me. Right. I keep wanting to go back to that random parking lot and just sit out there and hope I run across that cat again. Cause I want to know, I want to know how, 
that, that she's okay, that she's taken care of. So the cat is both alive and it's both, both dead. dead in my mind. Like it's- or, or a couple months ago, we kept driving through the busy street, San Felipe, uh-huh. and there was that sign of that one dog. That was oh yeah the the lost dog yeah that was a lost dog and the owner put out like a two thousand dollar reward for the dog all I'm over like, the fucking okay, place first yeah it's it was on every, on every street fucking corner. street corner like you would every think pole. this was like a kid that's missing it might as well have been yeah and I can only imagine how existential the owner of that dog oh, yeah must be and it's 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 the not knowing if it's dead or if or it's alive that bugs you that like, that what drives happened? you crazy because she well, can't deal with the, po- like the she would much rather just know and somebody come tell her the dog's, dog's around dead, so even without on. seeing the dog yeah. just being told it's dead yeah i mean it, it fucks with your mind like uh and, but even us as the viewer of those signs like if she found the dog it's not like she's probably going to go around and take all the signs down people are lazy as you don't get any closer either. Did, has she found the dog? Did she not yeah, find the dog? For us, they're not knowing. They're not knowing. <laughs> kind of bugs you. Like. So ultimately, what Schrodinger was able to prove with the thought experiment, which I think he, he didn't set out to prove it. Again, he proved that the human mind cannot deal with probabilities. Yeah. And the we people who can are few or far between, mm-hmm. right? Like... So, do you remember that? And this mo- is why faith appeals to so many people because they want that it provides certainty, that belief. Because it, it, I, I honestly, and I've told you this. There's been so many times I said I wish I could believe in God. I oh, truly do. You're saying you wish you had never met me. No, because because you're you you're no, not believing in I, God. I was a doubter before I met you. I tipped you off the fucking edge. <laughs> So, so you, you gave me permission to speak into existence. Call it what whatever I you thought. want. I I pushed you off the ledge. You, you you're like me? the mama bird who gave me permission to fly. No, it's no, this like... is more like this is Sparta, <laughs> and then I, I kick flew, you. So it's fine. I kick you into the pit. That's more what this felt like. Um, no, no, if no, you no. remember that scene, I do, I do. <laughs> But no, it really so was. was like, I believe in God. I'm like, this is Sparta. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but that is not how it went. It, that was not. You were very careful while while I was still in that questioning phase to not say anything until I said shit. Because I, I, I knew you didn't want to sway me. So you I, I kept want, very quiet on the matter. I didn't want to fuck up your paradigm. But I, I, no, I was always a doubter. My, my dad was a preacher. I grew up in the church. And I remember, and I would always brush it off as like, oh, I'm just playing devil's, devil's advocate. But the truth is, the shit just never made sense. And that's why I questioned the shit all the fucking time. It didn't provide relief to it, you. It provided relief. But it, it had too many holes. So it, it's like having a parachute with a hole in it. You're glad you have something and you'll hold on to the backpack anyways, but you know it's really not going to save you. So you're like, <laughs> oh, I'll hold on to it just in case I need it. But I know this shit won't work. All right, so let me explain mine. So I grew up in Africa, uh-huh. right? And look, existence is pain. <laughs> That is my mantra. I wake up every morning anyone and go... Anyone who says differently is selling you something. They're selling you an elixir, okay? <laughs> and anyone who doesn't realize that existence is pain I want pain, to get yes. that tattooed. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. Anyone who currently does not realize that existence is pain, you either haven't lived long enough or you're red, blue pill, red pill, matrix, you're, you're the other guy. <laughs> 
You're the other guy, okay? You're not Neo, okay? Mm -hmm. You're the other guy who's still in the Matrix. (laughs) Existence is pain means you're Neo. You, okay, moving on to the point. So in Africa, there's a lot of shit that makes existence absurd, very painful. Random people dying, just poverty. Mm -hmm. And Christianity is a lot like Tylenol. It's pain relief, okay? (laughs) And I was temporary, on- <laughs> temporary pain relief. <laughs> well, there, there's no it's permanent more like alcohol. Hold it on, hold on, hold on. I'm going somewhere with side effects. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this. There's no permanent. Well, death is the only permanent, <laughs> <laughs> permanent pain relief. Sometimes I want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to die today. <laughs> I just want to die. I'm purchasing that song. I know. So existence is pain and mm-hmm. living in africa you're you're aware of the pain yeah daily you can't numb minute it the way minute. we do with tv and all the yes. stuff distractions entertainment and shit right yeah. and you know i was on tylenol which is christianity mm-hmm. and i got to a point where i i was on about a thousand milligrams a day <laughs> of christianity to just make sense of the absurd shit that i was that i was going through in my life okay Okay. and that's a lot (laughs) will you tell it okay the pills come at like a hundred horse size pills yeah the pills are about 10 milligrams per pill i was on a thousand milligrams so dude matt i was popping a pill every second okay that was my existence Mm -hmm. you get to a point Mm -hmm. where one of two things have to be true you either need new medication <laughs> or you need a bigger dose of what you're already on. And at a thousand milligrams a day, bro, I'm already borderline ODing at this point. Yeah, you're point. overdosing. It's I'm too overdosing. late. It's going to yes. kill you one way or the other. I'm, yeah. So I had to switch to a new drug. I'm on about Advil right now, about a hundred milligrams of Advil. And Advil. It's atheism, right? So it provides relief. It provides the relief that Christianity provided for me at a much smaller dose, okay? Now, if I ever get to where I'm on a thousand milligrams of atheism a day for the absurdity of life, Uh okay, we might need to switch to Buddhism at this point. (laughs) Islam, (sighs) something, I don't know. So so that's my, that's, that's, yeah. See, to me, atheism does not provide any relief. It's just not providing the side effects that ah, okay, Christianity that's di- did. That's a different way of looking at it. Because Christianity is like, like I said, like alcohol. It comes with, like, it numbs the pain, but it's like you're hungover, you're you're ODing, you're addicted, you're getting the shakes when you're without. <laughs> like, it's just, you can't really operate and think clearly. You're at their job, like, <laughs> rational thinking, motherfucker. Like, you're speaking in tongues yeah. and shit. <laughs> Yeah, it, you cannot operate heavy machinery while intoxicated with Christianity. <laughs> so, but so to me, without it, it's well, the like parallels here. These are people yeah. looking at us, bro, like these two motherfuckers. How their uh, mind work? So yeah, these I, two I'm, deserve I'm, each other. I'm detoxed. I'm in rehab. I'm without the the uh, the drug. That's what atheism is to you. But it doesn't numb the pain. Right now, I'm white knuckling reality without anything to numb the pain. And, and or finding other things like the the Netflix and the TV shows and the things to distract myself from the the pain of existence, but I'm having to kind of white knuckle it, and 
I know I miss the the drug of Christianity because I miss the the ignorance is bliss kind of like when you do get to that tipsy blackout phase and you just <laughs> don't have to think about anything you just feel like you're floating like this feels so good you miss that you miss that this feels so good you're like you're you're high you on know, that I've told shit. you I've told you if you wanted to go back to the drug. I'm fine. I, I, I know won't take too much. it with you. I know too much, though. It wouldn't work now. If I want you to not be in pain, <laughs> if you need to go back to that drug, I'm fine. Like, I'll I'll support you. I'll drop you off. I'll, I'll pick you back but, up. But, but see, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's one of those drugs, like kind of like a placebo. Like, once you're aware it's a placebo, it stops being effective. Okay. You see okay. what I'm saying? I'm just like, offering. I'm placebos, being a good husband. I, I, <laughs> placebos are effective. They, they've proven that over and over and over. Placebos are effective. But it's the not knowing that makes it's, it it's effective. It's you believing that it's true, believing in the reality of it. Once you know, it's like so you can miss the effect the placebo have, but you can't go back and start taking sugar pills and thinking it's going to do it now that you know it's sugar. <laughs> I know we're having a lot of analogies on analogies no, here. No, no, it's good. It's good. So remember when we watched that movie Fences mm-hmm. with uh, what was his name? Uh, 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 Denzel Washington. Sorry, I don't know me. Fences. What is that? It was that one show. It was fuck. How do I describe it? it like, <sighs> you like Denzel's stuff more than I do, more so you, you do? probably okay. watched it okay. without me. I'm not a big. No, I watched it with you. Okay, maybe I Yeah, Viola Davis was also in this movie, but anyway. Um, there was a line in the movie where he moved out. He was talking to his son. It's like, mm-hmm. I moved out of, of home when I was 14 years old. And the world was very, man, it was a lot to take in at 14. I had to cut the shit down into bite-sized pieces. Oh, I just, think I remember what you're talking about now. So yeah. I just wouldn't choke from trying to figure out life. Yeah. Because life is broken down into systems. Into, it's like into trying categories. to drink from a water hose yes. or from a fire hose. When we look at human existence, it's yeah. literally like a couple categories. Mm-hmm. Like life, there's a financial category. There's the um, spiritual category. There is mm-hmm. the relationship relationship category, mm-hmm. right? These are all kind of categories of life. So, but we need systems to make sense of these categories. Otherwise, you go crazy. I'll yeah. use the financial one because it's easy to think about. You need... A Dave Ramsey, a Grant Cardone, a Gary Vaynerchuk, or uh, a Robert Kiyosaki. These are philosophers who have created systems in the finance category to help you cut it down into bite-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the many possibilities of creating wealth and how to get money. And, and you start drowning in opportunity. It would, it would drive you fucking crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing in religion or the spiritual aspect of life. There are philosophers who've cut it down into bite-sized pieces. Jesus, Buddha, mm-hmm. Gandhi, you know. Different ways to get to the same One called himself the son of God, but, you know, uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll brush past that one. But all philosophers who are cutting down the the, the spiritual, re- religious aspect of life mm-hmm. into, in, into bite-sized pieces so you don't choke on the shit. Yeah. Because these guys have come to understand Humanity as a whole need systems. They can't do well with the absurd, with the vagueness. So these guys dive into the vagueness 
to bring back systems like Moses that <laughs> other people cannot follow. And you see that reflected in society. We call them fucking leaders. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I know I just went on a rant there. No, it's, it's good, uh, good dialogue, actually. I really like it. I was just thinking, uh, this is some heavy shit. And I it's might need heavy. a little more of my cup for the damn. I need heavy. a little more medicine. <laughs> Love it. I'm gonna go. Uh, go Sarah, uh, Sarah, 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 like talking religiously. Take a like, spoonful of sugar with my medicine right now. Sarah, like God, take this cup away from me. <laughs> <This> <laughs> no, no, no. Bring this cup closer. <laughs> bring it closer. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, happy people! Hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between Daisy and I so far today, as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email piabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right. Now that that bullshit's out of the way, and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it. So I really wanted to draw a parallel to this Schrodinger cat analogy and take it a little bit more high level. Okay. So I see this as a as a parallel to life and reality. Okay. So and where are you going? Essentially reality and truth is the cat inside of the box. And we are outside that box and it's sealed and we don't know if what we believe to be true is alive or dead, whether it's right or wrong essentially. So instead of alive or dead, switch that out for right or wrong. Instead of a cat, it's truth, it's reality. And we're outside of the box, except you can't open the box. Yeah. And this is the problem that all of us humans face, is that we can never open the box. No one can know what truth is. You you really can't. It's so we're all living through interpretation. And, and Whatever will, interpretation yeah, you choose. You will get moments of... of a supposed truth where you you get an insight maybe you peek through a crack in the box and you think you know now like now but even I, that is a limited perspective it's a limited view it's it's with limited factors it's under context like reality and truth at some point was the world was flat now the world is round like do you see how like you get truth is ever evolving exactly and i i feel like this is something that when you say perception is a bitch some people would not understand or over oversimplify but that's the point what we're talking about is because you get to choose how you perceive what's in the box whether you perceive what's in the box to be alive or dead you get that choice and every person on the planet is seeing the same goddamn box and getting to choose whether it's alive or dead or somewhere in between. And that 
fuckery, that mind fuckery is why no one can agree and why all wars happen, why all fights and disagreements and, and strife in the world happens is because we all get to fucking decide and no one fucking knows. True. Sorry. I'm going to. No, no, no. Breathe. You, 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 uh, you, no, I don't know why it made me think of like even little kids. You ask him, ask a little motherfucker to pick a cookie and he's worried the whole time because he's like, did I pick the big cookie? Did I pick the <laughs> did biggest I pick the one? the best one? Right. It's like, but you got a cookie, right? So the not knowing is the existential point. Yeah. Right. That's true. Like, so like take, for example, uh, let's say you had a prize behind your back. Uh, so you say you had something in each hand and you said, pick a hand and you, there's something good in both hands. Right. And you pull a hand out and I get my prize because I picked and it's a great prize. I'm happy. And I say, I never see what's in your other hand. I'm just happy because I got a great prize. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I see what's in your other hand, if it's better, it drives or worse, you crazy. Yeah. The possibility that you could have had something better. We have a term so for that in society. It's keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> <laughs> because the moment you buy a nice ass car, as long as no one else on the block buys a car, you're nice, fine. Yeah. You're fine. The moment you see your neighbor pulling up with a better car or what you perceive to be a better car, all of a sudden you become existential. Mm-hmm. The next neighbor pulls up with a better car. Now you're just going fucking crazy. The more this people. Is actually, let's not go down too far a rabbit hole on this one because this is actually a whole other topic I want to talk about. Okay. There's a word for this and I won't I won't get into you're, it You're saying, why I not? Not, into, not even I got to be in suspense. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this will be our next one. Okay. Tune in next time <laughs> to find out. We will both find out together. <laughs> we will both find out together. There's a word for that. Um, but... I, I do think that this Schrodinger cat analogy is the thought experiment rather is so crazy because the it's a thought experiment. Everyone gets to decide it. There's so many layers of, of truth. Yeah. And it doesn't it mind fuck with you a little bit. It, it does. But I, I, maybe this is where I'm weird, right? Because I recognize that I'm one of those people who can do well with the the vagueness, mm -hmm. the lack of clarity. I, I seem to operate better in that way. Um, I'm even reminded of a scene from The Walking Dead where, um, what's his name, Daryl was, I forget what season, but it was a specific episode. There was this one girl that she was with them, hung out with them a lot, and she just disappeared, right? Uh -huh. Like she was just kidnapped and gone. And he, he, he got to Rick and Rick was like, oh, where's such and such? And he said, Rick, she's just gone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did she get killed? Like, so Rick got into panic. What, is she alive? Did she get killed? Did, like, and Daryl's like, she's just gone. Mm -hmm. AKA, she There's was. There's no way to know. She was kidnapped. She could be alive. She could be dead. Mm -hmm. Both things are true at the same time because in the world we live in, it like both possibilities yeah. exist and Daryl was one of those motherfuckers who at least the character in that scene dealt well with with the vagueness yeah and, I, that and, makes sense but but rick even though he was the leader struggled 
because for him, it had to be either or. It, mm-hmm. It's like, is she alive or is she dead? Because if she's alive, then we have to go, go find, find her. her. If she's dead. If she's dead. We don't want to risk so our manpower. So Dar- Daryl could literally yes. have lied and said, but she's here's dead. why he struggled with that more, because as a leader, he had to make a call and not knowing affects what you can do or what decision you might make. Daryl could have lied and said she's dead, mm-hmm. even though she wasn't. But and he didn't have certainty. to make a decision. So that's why he was OK with the uncertainty. He didn't have to choose. Do we send manpower after her? So if he had or- lied, would that have been a moral Moral if problem. he had lied and said she's dead, it, it would have been him to take trying to take the weight off of him. Rick's shoulder. But it could look selfish in the sense that maybe he was trying to protect himself from the risk of being sent after someone that 50% chance is she's dead. And then there's another chance that you go in after her, you could die in the process. Because we see this a lot in movies where they kidnap somebody. And then sending people in after them. Like 10 people died to save the one person's life that might be dead already. And they die anyway. Yeah. You see that shit all the fucking time. And it's it's fucking crazy, really. Um, Sorry to switch gears here, but there is something you were talking about earlier. And I, I kind of had a thought, and I'm just wanting to circle back to it. Okay. Um, you, you I'd be t- doing shit like that, just spitting so much game out my ass, you know? Okay, okay, here we go. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is you were talking about how there was categories in life. And I, I've mentioned this a lot because you have, people who are listening to our podcast, they might see themes where we talk a lot about uh, marriage and relationships and, and finances and fitness and just different categories and where perception might be fucking people over and religion we talk about a lot i know um and it's not that we're trying to be stuck or uh, focus on these one categories but it's that they're the big ones the prime examples that most people are going to understand where perceptions fucking them over and i was thinking about relationships since you were talking about those categories um and and i was thinking about how this schrodinger's cat and how Things can be true at the same time. I mean, that's you've heard me say per, think two things can be true at the same time for a, a long ass time, and it it's something that I've used in our relationship in a lot of our our t- discussions and stuff. But I feel like relationships is such a a deep topic for the Schrodinger because I look at it and I feel like we all need this definition about what the relationship is, what it means, and what our roles are in it, right? Where are our limitations? People need rules, right? They need the black and white. But so, the same people want to be like, oh, but we have freedom, no rules. Freedom, freedom yeah. right? Man, let, let, the, me, let me be me and you be you. There's a philosophical term for that, right? Like Camus talked about, y'all don't want this freedom because <laughs> you won't know what to do what with to do it. it. It'd be anarchy. It, it will drive you crazy. Without rules, we have anarchy and people are not designed to handle. That's why anarchists have never succeeded in creating an anarchist cu- community or culture. This is why civilizations with rules and structure yeah. work. Because at the end of the day, 
people can't even be in a relationship if it's not defined. Are we in a relationship? Are the we, guy, are, are the we, guy like, no, we we just together. We and just smash it. We just smash it. Like people go crazy. Okay. You did that to me when we first got together. We I, just I need to up. know if we're, we're just together. Up. Like, are we boyfriend? Are we girlfriend? Like, let's define this thing that so we know. That was the key strategy in which I I I trapped you though, because I played it cool. You're like, ah, oh, we just ho- we just hanging out. We just hooking up. I was like, mm-hmm, sure, that's yeah. fine. Totally cool with that. Yeah. So you may be Before in a relationship. Yeah, look, <laughs> two years later, you might be in a relationship with somebody who is comfortable, maybe like me with the vagueness, but it's maybe like Sarah who needs the defined no, role. No, no, I'm saying that's actually what I did well is I was comfortable with the vagueness. I didn't for, force for, you. For a limited time. <laughs> no. I could only our, pull the, uh, we're just true. smashing card for so long. It was more uh, my parents and our culture, like because we were at this that private co- conservative Christian college that kind of forced the label on things. Um but yeah, it it that kind of sped up the commitment process a lot. Anywho, uh, I I feel like people have this gender role, um, and, and people fight it so hard. And I'm not saying gender role in the in the perception of like, oh, he man, so he you know, yeah, fixes men the do car. certain things, yeah, and um, women do, yeah. We're not we're not trying to take to, the world back a hundred years no, here. But I'm saying like we and and that is part of it, like. People are used to certain gender roles and and sometimes they get trapped in those. But I do think it's important in a relationship to have a definition of who's responsible for what. Because you need to find a way to split the the requirements in the relationship, the chores essentially, into equal terms where you're both feeling like you are compromising, where you're helping each other out. Like... Um, a lot of times when I'm come home, you'll do the dishes while I start cooking. I'm or... not supposed to because I'm a guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not supposed to do the bacon either, but I do the bacon. <laughs> you do the bacon because you don't like that I get it crispy. <laughs> That's more a choice, not so much. That... Tell yourself that. I, 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 in my mind, I'm helping you out. I'm doing the bacon. Uh, okay. Doing the cooking. <laughs> He the baconator. I clean the house, you know. Yeah, we when, I clean we, when I'm pissed, so I pissed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I do clean the house. I am not saying I don't strategically take advantage of that I, ever. Sarah seemed to piss me <laughs> off every Saturday. Just every, right, every Saturday, right when the house Saturday. is the most dirty. <laughs> okay, we get a little bit of a tip. Like, Let me go poke the bear. Strategy, man. Work work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. But no, we 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 found our ways to split the chore list, to split the the workload, and it's not necessarily all in the traditional method. There's some that's traditional, like I do the cooking and you'll do a lot of the, the or all of the driving because I hate driving. Um, but but I find that stuff uh, even like you said, defining are are we committed? Are we in a committed relationship? People freak the fuck out about that shit, like. There's there's an insane amount of jealousy in these relationships. I feel like I'm going on a rant now, but no, no, no. Good points. I'm getting it. I I just it's funny how much we need it defined because until it's defined, black or white, are we in a relationship or not? Do you love me or or do you just like me? We need those mile markers. Is this your job or my job? And without that, it's hard to judge whether we're in a healthy relationship or not. So this was the first TED Talk, the be the verb, not the noun. Mm-hmm. Right. So be the verb was more an encouragement for to people to, to live in that undefined. To live in the, the undefined vagueness. But mm-hmm. I also understood 
that you needed the noun. So it goes back to the to the uh, uh, the allegory of the cave example analogy mm-hmm. that I gave, where yeah, as human beings, the process that I'm trying to encourage people to live the philosophical system is you go from certainty to a period of vagueness and uncertainty. But you can't exist in that vagueness forever. You know what? Because we have a word for those people. We call them crazy. We call them insane. So you you arrive at a new truth, right? Mm -hmm. A a new Tylenol, a new drug, a new system that helps you process life. But you can't take that system to to be absolute because it is a perspective. Mm -hmm. And then you move on to the vagueness and then you arrive at a new truth, right? So... That's how I live my life, and that's how I've been able to kind of process through yeah. and not fall victim to because one you, specific system. Yeah, you evolve with that adaptability, and it's it's funny too. I like that. It's adaptability. Yeah, and that's that, that's that being the verb is being able to adapt. And while people can't live in this vague, like they can't live in that Schrodinger cat reality of all possibilities are probable when anyone could do the dishes no one's going to do the dishes so it just sits there forever and ever but you also can't go to an extreme of like the woman always does the dishes because what happens if she's sick what happens if she's out of town what happens when she's just tired and had a you, shitty you day you got to be able to think beyond the structure gotta, and so it actually reminds me uh i've been re-watching uh, that big bang show um on HBO, and I, I love that fucking show. It's such a good show. But there's yeah, this that's character. All you watch down. <laughs> well, I'm just been binging it for a while in my free time. Were there like seven episodes? Is, is uh-huh. Seven seasons? Yeah, Some there's show? a shit ton. It's okay. It's a it's a really good show. Big Bang Theory, uh, old show. It's been oh, I think off air for a long time now. So I'm just rewatching the old episodes. Anywho, the character Sheldon Cooper is hilarious. He creates these contracts for all of his relationships, his roommates, his girlfriends, his friends. And it's like, based on the room sh- roommate agreement, you have to drive me and da da da. If there's ever a zombie apocalypse, this is what you have to do. He has an, an he has a situation for everything and what the other person is responsible for or not responsible for. And it's so funny. He, he won't budge. There's no like, hey, you're in a specific situation. I can't drive you today because I have this appointment. Black or white. Yeah, it's like, oh, you committed in the roommate agreement to drive me. Doesn't matter if you're, you know, going to Mars or whatever. You've committed to to driving me, so you have to be here to drive me. And that kind of rigid contract style relationship doesn't work either. So, like to your point, you can't be all noun, all defined, all rigid. And you can't be all vague, all anyone's going to be responsible and figure it out. So I'll, I'll give another way of saying that because we talked about this in the book. Mm-hmm. So I'll use the financial aspect and this will translate to the religious aspect also too or yeah. whatever. Whatever aspect, even the, the nutritional fitness aspect. <laughs> so in the financial space, there are different philosophers with different systems. Dave Ramsey is one system. We know his system. It's no debt, Mm -hmm. save, 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 invest over time. You achieve some level of a decent retirement, right? Like you, you want stability, stability. Okay. There, there's pros to that. There's pros to that. But the con is, should you ever have an opportunity to maybe leverage debt to build wealth? 
extreme wealth. You, you can't do that on the Dave Ramsey plan. So what you But you also avoid extreme loss. True, true. So you so you play in the middle, which means your life will probably be filled with stability, but you're not going to have those extreme luxuries. You're not buying an island anytime soon. You're not like Dave Ramsey, you're probably not buying that big house in Tennessee. All right. So that's in the opportunity cost to that to that kind of system. Or even in the the religious aspect or the nutritional aspect, you can't be all keto because if you're all keto, you know You're missing that opportunity for an alternate and you, method that might and work. And in better. these systems, you don't have the opportunity to trade back and forth. So like there'll be callers who will call into Dave Ramsey and say, Well, Dave, you know, we we do the Dave Ramsey plan. But we just bought a house. We put, or we just bought a rental property. We put X amount down on it. We're going to finance the rest. We're doing the Dave Ramsey plan. And Dave like, no. That's not my plan. You, you've heard me long enough. My plan say all no cash. Debt. <laughs> no debt. And these people are existential. Like, uh, I guess you're right. I guess you're right, right? So the problem is... We human beings can't deal with vagueness. Nope. We need the systems. We need the rules. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is like Hunger Games. District one. We want to open that fucking box. Like, is the cat alive or dead? Can you just fucking tell us what what's happening with this cat? Once you tell them, though, if it's not a reality that they want, yeah, then they start looking for alternate interpretations, alternate perceptions. Mm There's a separate class of human beings who are exactly that way. Go back and rewrite the story. Yeah. You know what this makes me think of, too? Have you seen those movies where they they create the ending in such a way that they don't tell you how it actually ends? Inception. Like, they just leave you in this vague Inception. Kinda, yeah. Drove, uh, drove, me, drove crazy. me nuts. I drove me hate nuts. that I hate, shit. I love the movie, but I'm like, could you just give me a fucking what ending? What fucking happened? And, 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 and the producer's like, like, well, make it up in your mind. I don't want to. I want to know. That's your job. I want to know How what did it really happened. Like, folks be calling J.K. Uh, Rollins. What's what's the name of the, what, the guy who wrote um, uh, Game of Thrones? What's his name? Oh, um, oh gosh, it's not Tolkien. Martin, um, Mar- J. R. George, Martin. George, Martin. George R. Martin. George yeah. R. Martin. People are like, how does it end? How does it end? He's like, I haven't written the books I yet. I haven't written it yet. But you should know, motherfucker. Aren't you the one? He's like, oh, weren't you so pissed at how the TV producers made the uh, ending? I, it's like, I now know. you know how they said it is, but you're like, <laughs> I don't like that shit. I hope he, so I which hope is Martin worse? makes it better. So, which is worse? Having no, no ending? Or having a shitty ending and being one of these motherfuckers who don't like that reality. I want having a different a shitty ending. <laughs> so we opened the box and the cat's dead. dead. Uh, oh, I don't accept that reality. I, I don't accept reality. that reality. <laughs> it should be alive in the it next reality. Alive, yeah. So. Oh, so true. So true. We want to know the ending. But it has to be an ending that we that would we, have written. Yeah. A script. Yeah. So that's the fuckery. It has to align with our perception. In which case, you might be better off keeping the lid closed, guys. So Schrodinger's cat. Is it alive or is it dead? You tell us. (laughs) We don't fucking know. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review. Don't open that box, babe. Don't open that box. On whatever audio platform you get your podcast on, we appreciate you guys. And we'll see you next time.